0: Chapter Twenty of Glinda of Oz This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox dot org. Recording by Linda Ferguson. Glinda of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Twenty A Puzzling Problem. Glinda the Good, having decided to try her sorcery upon the abandoned submarine, so that it would obey her commands, asked all of her party, including the skeezers, to withdraw from the shore of the lake to the line of palm-trees. She kept with her only the little Wizard of Oz, who was her pupil and knew how to assist her in her magic rites. When they two were alone, beside the stranded boat, Glinda said to the Wizard, I shall first try my magic recipe number 1163, which is intended to make inanimate objects move at my command. Have you a scuropathrope with you?' "'Yes, I always carry one in my bag,' replied the wizard. He opened his black bag of magic tools, and took out a brightly polished scuropathrope, which he handed to the sorceress. Glinda had also brought a small wicker bag, containing various requirements of sorcery and from this she took a parcel of powder and a vial of liquid. She poured the liquid into the scuropathrope and added a powder. At once the scuropathrope began to sputter and emit sparks of a violet colour, which spread in all directions. The sorceress instantly stepped into the middle of the boat and held the instrument so that the sparks fell all around her and covered every bit of the blackened steel boat. At the same time Glinda crooned a weird incantation in the language of sorcery her voice sounding low and musical. After a little the violet spark ceased, and those that had fallen upon the boat had disappeared and left no mark upon its surface. The ceremony was ended, and Glinda returned the scuropathrope to the wizard, who put it away in his black bag. "'That ought to do the business all right,' he said confidently. "'Let us make a trial and see,' she replied. So they both entered the boat and seated themselves.' Speaking in a tone of command, the sorceress said to the boat, Carry us across the lake to the farther shore. At once the boat backed off the sandy beach, turned its prow, and moved swiftly over the water. Very good, very good indeed, cried the wizard, when the boat slowed up at the shore opposite from that whence they had departed. Even Kuyo, with all her witchcraft, could do no better. The sorceress now said to the boat, Close up. "'Submerge, and carry us to the basement door of the sunken island, "'the door from which you emerged at the command of Queen Curio.' "'The boat obeyed. "'As it sank into the water, the top sections rose from the sides, "'and joined together over the heads of Glinda and the wizard, "'who were thus enclosed in a waterproof chamber. "'There were four glass windows in this covering, "'one on each side, and one on either end, "'so that the passengers could see exactly where they were going.' Moving underwater more slowly than on the surface, the submarine gradually approached the island, and halted with its bow, pressed against the huge marble door in the basement under the dome. This door was tightly closed, and it was evident to both Glinda and the wizard that it would not open to admit the underwater boat unless a magic word was spoken by them, or someone from within the basement of the island. But what was this magic word? Neither of them knew. "'I'm afraid—' said the wizard regretfully, that we can't get in, after all, unless your sorcery can discover the word to open the marble door. "'That is probably some word only known to Cuyo, replied the sorceress. "'I may be able to discover what it is, but that will require time. Let us go back again to our companions.' "'It seems a shame, after we have made the boat obey us, to be balked by just a marble door,' grumbled the wizard. At Glinda's command the boat rose until it was on a level with the glass dome that covered the Skeezer village, when the sorceress made it slowly circle all around the great dome. Many faces were pressed against the glass from the inside, eagerly watching the submarine, and in one place where Dorothy and Ozma, who quickly recognized Glinda and the wizard, through the glass window-side of the boat. Glinda saw them too, and held the boat close to the dome while the friends exchanged greetings in pantomime. Their voices, unfortunately, could not be heard through the dome and the water and the side of the boat. The wizard tried to make the girls understand, through signs, that he and Glinda had come to their rescue, and Ozma and Dorothy understood this from the very fact that the sorceress and the wizard had appeared. The two girl prisoners were smiling and in safety, and knowing this, Glinda felt she could take all the time necessary in order to effect their final rescue. As nothing more could be done just then, Glinda ordered the boat to return to the shore. And it obeyed readily, first it descended to the surface of water, then the roof parted and fell into the slots at the side of the boat and Then the magic craft quickly made the shore and beached itself on the sands at the very spot from which it had departed at Glinda's command. All the Oz people and the skeezers at once ran to the boat to ask if they had reached the island and whether they had seen Ozma and Dorothy. The wizard told them of the obstacle they had met in the way of a marble door and how Glinda would now undertake to find a magic way to conquer the door. Realizing that it would require several days to succeed in reaching the island, raising it, and liberating the friends and the Skeezer people, Glinda now prepared a camp halfway between the lake shore and the palm trees. The wizard's wizardry made a number of tents appear, and the sorcery of the sorceress furnished these tents all complete with beds, chairs, tables, flags, lamps, and even books with which to pass the idle hours." All the tents had the royal banner of Oz flying from the centre-poles, and one big tent, not now occupied, had Ozma's own banner moving in the breeze. Betsy and Trot had a tent to themselves, and Button Bright and Ojo had another. The Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman paired together in one tent, and so did Jack Pumpkinhead and the Shaggy Man, Captain Bill and Uncle Henry, Tick-Tock and the Professor Wogglebug. Glinda had the most splendid tent of all, except that reserved for Ozma while the wizard had a little one of his own. Whenever it was meal-time, tables loaded with food magically appeared in the tents of those who were in the habit of eating, and these complete arrangements made the rescue-party just comfortable as they would have been in their own homes. Far into the night Glinda sat in her tent, studying a roll of mystic scrolls, in search of a word that would open the basement door of the island and admit her to the great dome. She also made many magical experiments. "'hoping to discover something that would aid her, "'yet the morning found the powerful sorceress still unsuccessful. "'Glinda's art could have opened any ordinary door, you may be sure, "'but you must realize that this marble door of the island "'had been commanded not to open save in obedience to one magic word, "'and therefore all other magic words could have no effect upon it. "'The magic word that guarded the door "'had probably been invented by Kuyo, who had now forgotten it.' The only way, then, to gain entrance to the sunken island was to break the charm that held the door fast shut. If this could be done, no magic would be required to open it. The next day the sorceress and the wizard again entered the boat and made it submerge and go to the marble door, which they tried in various ways to open, but without success. "'We shall have to abandon this attempt, I think,' said Glenda. THE EASIEST WAY TO RAISE THE ISLAND WOULD BE FOR US TO GAIN ADMITTANCE TO THE DOME, AND THEN DESCEND TO THE BASEMENT, AND SEE IN WHAT MANNER COOIO MADE THE ENTIRE ISLAND SINK OR RISE AT HER COMMAND. IT NATURALLY OCCURRED TO ME THAT THE EASIEST WAY TO GAIN ADMITTANCE WOULD BE BY HAVING THE BOAT TAKE US INTO THE BASEMENT THROUGH THE MARBLE DOOR, FROM WHICH COOIO LAUNCHED IT. BUT THERE MUST BE OTHER WAYS TO GET INSIDE THE DOME, AND JOIN Ozma AND DOROTHY, AND SUCH WAYS WE MUST FIND BY STUDY... "'and the proper use of our powers of magic. "'It won't be easy,' declared the wizard. "'For we must not forget that Ozma herself understands considerable magic, "'and has doubtless tried to raise the island "'or find other means of escape from it, and failed.' "'That is true,' returned Glinda. "'But Ozma's magic is fairy magic, "'while you are a wizard and I am a sorceress. "'In this way the three of us have a great variety of magic to work with and if we should all fail it will be because the island is raised and lowered by a magic power none of us is acquainted with my idea therefore is to seek by such magic as we possess to accomplish our object in another way they made the circle of the dome again in their boat and once more saw Ozma and dorothy through their windows and exchange signals with the two imprisoned girls Ozma realized that her friends were doing all in their power to rescue her and smiled in encouragement to their efforts. Dorothy seemed a little anxious, but was trying to be as brave as her companion. After the boat had returned to the camp, and Glinda was seated in her tent, working out various ways by which Ozma and Dorothy could be rescued, the wizard stood on the shore dreamily eyeing the outline of the great dome, which showed beneath the clear water, when he raised his eyes and saw a group of strange people approaching from around the lake. Three were young women of stately presence— very beautifully dressed, who moved with a remarkable grace. They were followed at a little distance by a good-looking young skeezer. The wizard saw at a glance that these people might be very important, so he advanced to meet them. The three maidens received him graciously, and the one with the golden hair said, "'I believe you are the famous wizard of Oz, of whom I have often heard. We are seeking Glinda, the sorceress, and perhaps you can lead us to her.' I can and will write gladly, answered the wizard. Follow me, please. The little wizard was puzzled as to the identity of the three lovely visitors, but he gave no sign that might embarrass them. He understood that they did not wish to be questioned, and so he made no remarks as he led the way to Glinda's tent. With a courtly bow the wizard ushered the three visitors into the gracious presence of Glinda the Good. End of Chapter 20 A Puzzling Problem Recording by Linda Ferguson